0: You're listening to A Little Bit Better, a podcast where we talk about how breaking goals into small steps can lead to big results. Here we'll examine the cause and effects of our thoughts, our actions, and inactions, and how they influence how we live our lives. I'm your host, Chris Swale, a life and health coach. Let's get started. Hey guys, I'm excited to dive into this episode today because I think, I'm just going to say it. Sometimes we all need a little kick in the butt. So here is to taking ownership for our lives. Are you scared? What is she talking about? I'm talking about how we stand in our own way and love to pretend that we don't. Ouch. Yes. I'm going tough love on you early on in our journey together, friends, because we have to own our actions and our thoughts if we want to live our best lives. If we have goals and want to achieve them, this is work we have to do. But it's so much easier to lay blame on other people or circumstances. Of course it is, but that's not productive. If you are thirsty, you can ask someone for a drink of water. But if there's no one around, or if they say, get it yourself, what would you do? Sit there and be thirsty or you get up and get you get your own darn drink. You do or you don't do. It is your choice. If you want to run a 10K race, no one else can run it for you. You have to prep and train, you put in the work and then you show up, which is also doing the work. Doing the work is hard. It actually truly is. It can be beyond overwhelming. We have a natural tendency to do the easiest thing which is make excuses as to why we can't, we shouldn't, why it's someone else's fault, or why it's the wrong time, or whatever other rationale we tell ourselves that stops us from going after our goals and dreams. In episode one, we talked about the what and the how. These are the things that can stop us in our tracks because when we don't know what to do or how to do it, we usually throw in the towel. What's the only difference between people who are doing things they love, maybe even doing things that you wish you were doing? They didn't throw in the towel. Instead, they decided to find out what or how to do the thing that would lead them to achieving their goals. Knowing your why, the reason, that burning desire reason you have that is motivating you to move towards your goal is really important too. Take the time to write out your what your how and your why. Why do you want to make a change? Why do you want to go after that dream? What will that do for you? The what, how and why written in one spot is your map. You'll see your goal is tangible so you'll be able to set the steps needed to go get it. One thing that is absolutely game-changing once you learn it is that some steps can be outsourced. Once you figure that out, it's as if you've been given the gift of time. A lot of mothers notoriously don't prioritize themselves or their dreams because there's always something to do for someone else in their family or in their home. But some of those things can be dropped or outsourced. Consider grocery shopping. You can do this online. You just set up your grocery list, modify it each week if needed, click confirm, and the groceries are delivered right to your door. Boom! There's a couple of hours you just got back. I didn't know how to launch a podcast, but I really wanted to do this. So after I dropped my excuses, I signed up for a free mini-course and I researched equipment. I gently pushed my panic back as I clicked confirm and ordered my mic. I might have let out a little <clears throat> When it arrived, I played around for a bit. Total classic delay tactic. Until I was basically dared by my coach to record my first episode and she gave me a a quick deadline. I love accountability so determined not to fail. I did it and I hated it. I cringed hearing my voice and how I stumbled on my words. I groaned when I forgot to say a key point or I said it really strangely but I recorded again and then a few more. Then remember the outsource trick I just mentioned? I hired someone else to put it together. And guess what? She can edit things in and out, and it makes it sound a whole lot better. I could have done the whole thing, but I knew I would have stalled myself more, making excuses or sitting in overwhelm since I don't know how to do those technical bits. But other people can, so I can have them do it for me. And now here we are. I very easily could have stayed in my excuses, not taking ownership of my goals and my dreams, which is my life, and still be sitting at home miserable that I'm not doing what I want to be doing. The fun bonus of owning your excuses and slaughtering them, excuse the violent imagery, but it feels so appropriate, is that it also really motivates you to do more. Once I took that first step, the second step felt exciting and a bit easier. And same with the third. So yes, some steps are trickier and our instincts might leap up and yell, run, but we can breathe, evaluate and rationally figure out the next right step, which might mean we turn to someone else for help or guidance. It's still a step. It still counts. It might be that we need to give ourselves a little kick and do some thought work, like reminding ourselves of why we are going after our goal or who we are trying to become. Do you have an unrealized goal or dream, maybe even a couple of them lying around, just sitting in the shadows of your brain, quietly hoping that one day you'll pick it to rise to the top? What happened when I said that? Did you feel anything stir? If you did, then you might be right where I was not so long ago, sitting in my excuses of why I wasn't doing anything for me. I'm not going to gloss it over and pretend that you can just cheerfully change your thoughts and boom, you've started your own business or lost 15 pounds or started your blog. It's not quite that simple. If it were, we wouldn't be here. But what you can do right now is a little exercise that I designed. Grab a piece of paper and something to write with. If you want to do this now, press pause and set yourself up. Fair warning, this may feel uncomfortable. Okay, ready? Along the very top, write your goal. Best to do this exercise with just one goal at a time. Next, draw a line down the center, making two columns. At the top of the left column, write excuses. I know you don't want to write that word, do you? It's hard to own up to it. I still fight it. That but, but wants to come up. But I'm here to tell you it's okay. Admitting that you might be hiding behind some excuses will not hurt you. You can do this. It's also the point of the exercise. <laughs> now write all the reasons, all those excuses that are holding you back from going after what you want. Don't you hold back here. You can tear it up afterwards so no one will see if it, if it makes you nervous. Just be honest. Write them all, big or small. Let it flow. Some things may come out here that you've never even voiced or acknowledged before. That's good. Try to be specific. So instead of saying, I don't have time, write, I don't have time to, or I don't have time for. Once you've done that, at the top of the right column, write the word converted. This part may take a little bit more time. So for each excuse or reason that you wrote that is stopping you from achieving your goals, write a way to convert it into either a supportive thought, an action step, or into elimination. Here's an example. Say the goal is, I want to open an Etsy shop to sell baby quilts that I create. An excuse might be, I don't know how to sell on Etsy. Converted, go onto the website and browse for that information. For other I don't know excuses, you can write research on Google or ask so-and-so or look up and take an online mini course. There's seriously an online mini course or a little bit longer course for everything nowadays. If you have a what if I fail type of excuse, the easy convert there is what if I succeed? Or if that's a little too optimistic for you, it can be a stretch. How about at least I tried? Trying and failing offers so much opportunity for growth and learning and eliminates the what if of never going after a goal at all. I'll try and fail any day over never even giving it a shot. Beliefs like that or what if I'm not good enough or what if I look dumb is your primitive brain panicking and resisting the change to try to keep you safe. You don't really have evidence to support these excuses, even if you initially try to tell yourself you do. Another common one with my clients is, uh, well, I'm too old. Says who? Only your limiting beliefs. You can look at those type of excuses, acknowledge they are just stories you have told yourself, maybe even for years, but they are really just stories. And then say, goodbye. Negative self-talk is the dream killer. And changing it takes time, but you can start today. Recognize those unsupported and unsupportive negative stories and say, you no longer apply. Bye-bye. You might be surprised to find that most of your excuses, those limiting beliefs you hold, can be eliminated. When they are simply faced, Acknowledged as a story, and then bravely dismissed. It feels so good when you can convert those types of excuses. They are fears, really, into elimination. But also know that those are natural things to have. Everyone has them. Even highly successful and established people, we all have to start somewhere, and we can only start exactly where we are. Time and having dependence is another biggie with my clients. They'll say, oh, well, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I don't have time. Convert that to take my mother-in-law up on her offer to watch the kids once a week. Or maybe we have the budget to hire a babysitter for a couple of hours on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Or tell my partner about my goal and propose how we can carve out even a little bit of dedicated time where they will take the kids so that you can do your work. Maybe if you're lucky to have kids that don't wake the rooster, unlike mine, you can wake up an hour before the kids and do that goal-getting for even 30 or 60 minutes each morning. Hopefully you get what I'm trying to do here. Going after your goal doesn't mean you have to do it 40 hours a week. Starting with a little effort is a great step. It's so much better than not doing anything at all. Just doing that exercise that it just walked you through, it's, it's your first step because it is scary and uncomfortable. So if you do that, bravo. So once you've gone through and converted all your excuses, you now have on paper your goal named and your excuses converted. You can tuck that away somewhere if you need the reminders or just tear it up. But either way, you have just begun owning your life. I shouldn't do this. I can already feel other coaches shaking their heads at me, but I'm going to give you, if needed, one mini but temporary out. And this is only because I'm still so close to the experience that I can really empathize. I had three kids within four years, and that meant a lot of needy people to care for. So unless I was prepared and able to have someone else look after my kids the majority of the time, then truly no, it wasn't the right time for me to start my own business. There isn't a perfect time to start going after a goal. You've probably heard that from basically everyone under the sun, no doubt, because it is true. Our brains can and will always find reasons and excuses why not to do something. So I'm just going to acknowledge, though, that there are certain times that are a little bit worse than other times. So even though I really wanted to start my own business for years, I also really wanted to spend time with my kids when they were babies. And they are only babies for a brief moment, despite that it may feel longer on many days. So that was my one opportunity to experience that in life. So I purposely put my dreams on hold. But notice I said on hold. It was temporary, not indefinite. And actually, in the background, I was doing what I could. I was taking online part-time courses in doing the work I wanted to help others with on myself and once my youngest was old enough to go to school I ripped that it's not the right time excuse off like an old band-aid and I got to work so why am I encouraging you to be uncomfortable and own up that you hide behind excuses because if you want to move forward in your life you have to be the one taking the steps it seems so obvious but so many of us do this When you hide by blaming others or hide behind situations or circumstances and things, you are giving away your power. You are letting other people or situations determine your path. And that doesn't work. Not today, anyways. Nobody gets it right 100% of the time. Nobody is perfect and you don't need to strive for perfection. Strive to show up for you because when you show up for you, you'll show up better everywhere else in your life it's a thing no one can do the work for you no one can change you but you only you do you that means at some point when you want change in your life or when you are ready to realize your goals you are the one that has to step up and say put me in coach and that means taking the power back in your life to do that you need to own your actions and your inactions acknowledge and own your excuses so that you can slay them You cannot control other people or situations, but you can control your own thoughts and your actions. You get to be the driver in your life, and if it feels otherwise, it's time to assess why. We all have hard seasons, no doubt. That is part of life. I've recently taken up road biking, obsessed BS, and today after misinterpreting my husband's description of a route he took, I somehow thought he described it as fairly easy, I decided to do it as well. Um, So it wasn't the hardest ride I've done so far. I was literally talking myself through it, swearing and really struggling when about three-quarters of the way through it dawned on me. I can do hard things. I know I can because in that moment I was breathing hard and i was still pedaling. I have done hard things in the past and I know I will in the future. The past several months of my life really comes to mind actually. It's been a really hard season for many, myself included. My dad died in December, this past December. And in the middle of that, I was launching my new career, which is heavily client facing. Then coronavirus hit and the world shut down. We had to isolate from even our loved ones and I had to homeschool my three little kids. The Black Lives Matter movement rose and I needed to reflect and do the work there too. I had to give up or figure out how to continue with my business. And I chose to figure it out. I chose that. It's been an insane, not even a full year, but look at us all. It is hard. Wherever you are, you are doing it. Me, you, we are doing hard things. So if things get hard again, you know you can do them. So owning our life, our choices, our decisions, and our non-decisions, that's hard work, but you can do it. Once you own your life by owning every part of it, including those excuses, that my friend is when you will step into everything you are meant to be. Go get it. Thanks for listening to A Little Bit Better. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find this podcast. Subscribe to A Little Bit Better so you never miss an episode. Share it with friends and family. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at This Is A Little Bit Better or find me online at a littlebitbetter.ca. I'd love to hear from you, and if you'd like information about coaching with me, please reach out. I am Chris Swale. I'm excited to connect again soon. So until next time, have fun being a little bit better.